0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another episode of the Betting Predators podcast. This is week four of College Football Podcast. I am your host, Justin Rodriguez. You can find me on Twitter at CoachJRod1. I am once again blessed to be joined by one of the best handicappers of any sport in the United States. He is my uncle, Dave Essler. You can find him on Twitter at Dave underscore Essler. Dave! I have to maybe not take a victory lap, but I want to ask you a couple quick questions. At the end of the week, when you have those tickets and you're in Vegas and you go up to the counter and you slap it on the table, does the person over there paying out, do they ask you if it was close? Do they ask you if it was a nail biter? Do they ask you how you won or do they just pay it out to you?
1: No, they don't. You know, it's it's a sad reality that they're just doing their job. Um, They don't care. It's not their money. So, no, we don't have those conversations. And, you know, they can tell when you lost, though. It's some, um, you know, some of them are pretty good at reading the look on your face.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And for those who don't know, I think that Dave has been in this game for so long. He is at the end of the rainbow and I think that he could probably tell you himself he can make some wagers or some bets on a game, go to dinner with his wife, go to sleep, wake up in the morning and check those winning tickets and, me, and be just fine. Me, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I'm new into the game. I'm young. I'm vibrant. I'm ready to go. I, I watch every down. And uh, Dave, I think I had a best bet on Georgia minus 18 and a half. I did take the bad number. OK, it was out there at 18, but I took the bad number. And I don't have to tell you this story, but I'm going to paint the picture for the listeners, if they care. Um, I was 2-0. Is this
1: is this the whole Walmart thing? This
0: is the Walmart thing, Dave. Uh,
1: you know, I got to tell you, I, I'm going to let you rock and roll with that because I just had a vision based on your text, and it was, it was pretty funny.
0: Absolutely. So, like I said, I, I, the undefeated streak, knock on wood, was going into week three. I had Georgia minus 18 and a half first half, okay? Very confident. I work on Saturday. So right when I get home, all I want to do is relax, change clothes, jump on the couch, whatever it is, watch the football game. My wife had other ideas. She wanted to go to Walmart. Okay, so we get the kid, we go to Walmart, we're doing this stuff. My wife is very meticulous in Walmart, Dave. She has a list. She knows aisle by aisle. She knows where everything's at. She has a plan. Long story short, I'm being dragged around. Georgia Bulldogs are up 21 to 6, okay? Not enough, okay? 38 seconds left in the in the half okay not enough to cover I'm watching this on my phone my wife's yelling at me my kids running around she could have been off with a stranger for all I know I'm just enamored in my phone Georgia has the ball and like I told you on the text message my grandpa always used to tell me if you have a chip in a chair you have a chance and that's what I did unfortunately Georgia was punting with 38 seconds left from their own side of the field but They punt it within their own one-yard line, down it at the one-yard line. Okay, so the defense walks out, you know, okay. Sack, okay. South Carolina gets sacked for a safety. Well, now it's 23-6. to Unfortunately, that's not enough to cover. So I still got my chip in the chair, but now there's only 24 seconds left. They have to kick off from their own 20-yard line. What do they do? Pretty deep kick, pretty decent uh, kicker that South Carolina got. But Georgia. And my man, Kirby Smart, marched down the field. He keeps his foot on the gas. They get into field goal territory. Goes up. It's good. One second left. I am jumping over random people in the cereal aisle. I'm knocking down Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I'm running after my kid. And it had nothing to do with the money. It had everything to do with the streak. And that At the end of the day, just like you, I put my heart into these picks and I want to be right. And that was one of the best wins I've came across uh, in, in, in some time. And uh, I tried to call you. You had no time for me, Uncle Dave. You had no time at all.
1: Yeah, well, I was laying on my couch half in bed.
0: <laughs> I was trying to wake you up, though. People, people thought I won the lottery. I hit a one-unit bet, and people thought I won the lottery in the middle of Walmart. So uh, anyways, that no, is my I victory guess, lap.
1: I guess the point of that is I did not want to be in, ball, in Walmart when you lose like that. <laughs> no, you don't. My wife wouldn't be able to find me. You know, we'd be at the
0: register and I'd be like, honey, you got to put the steak back. You got to put some of those groceries back. (laughs) Anyway, Mm -hmm. so that's my victory lap. Now, Dave, uh, we'll be lucky than good most of the time, but we'd rather be good than lucky, right?
1: We would. We would rather have both. I mean, you know, and that's that's true of any winning streak and, and sadly sometimes losing streaks. You know, when you're on a winning streak, you get all those breaks you know, it happens all summer long in baseball. It happens in football. You know, I, I like to talk about it like that Plinko game where you drop the chips at the top and it goes down the nails and it lands, who knows where, well, uh, last two minutes in a lot of these games are, are akin to that game. And when you're winning that Plinko is landing exactly where you want it to every time. And when you're losing, um, you're not, you're not even, uh, playing the same game, you know, it's, this goes through that. If it can go wrong, it will. And it usually does. So, you know, I'm just going to sit back and wait until that Plinko thing falls on the wrong side of Justin. You wouldn't wish that on your nephew, would you? I don't wish it on you. I'm just curious for the reaction. The whole, you know, last time you knocked down an island in Walmart and Joy, I want to see what happens when it's painful. I
0: understand. And, uh, you know, in, from the Moneyball movie, I hate losing a hell of a lot more than I like winning. I could tell you that. But uh, that's my victory lap. Uh, hope I didn't jinx it. I did knock on a wood here. So I think we're good to go. We got a good slate of games here, Uncle Dave. We're going to go ahead and start with that first game. Number 12, Notre Dame Fighting Irish 3-0. They're going to be traveling to Wisconsin, number 18, one and one. Odd off week this early for Wisconsin. Uh, They did not play last week. Opening line, I'm not sure if this is right, but this is off of uh, pregame.com. I found this opening line close to a pick'em over under at 47. Current line right now is Wisconsin hovering around six and a half over under 47. Truly, I think Wisconsin should be undefeated. They kind of blundered that game against Penn State, but what are your thoughts here when uh, uh, we get uh, Notre Dame in a kind of a revenge factor game with their quarterback facing Wisconsin?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the caveat and that's the variable here, but I, th- I think this is another game. Obviously the rankings in the line like disagree at the 18th ranked Badgers, almost a six point favorite uh, to the 12th rank Irish. And you know, that line says in a neutral field, they'd still be slight favorites. And, and as much as I hate laying points, it's the Badgers or nothing here. I mean, this Irish team was taken to OT by a horrid FSU team, um, struggled to get by Toledo. Granted, that was on short rest and a real letdown spot. Um, and last week, it looked to be like maybe Purdue lost more than Notre Dame won. So, you know, Braum decided to make a QB change in a tight game. O'Connell comes in, throws two interceptions. Boom. Um, that just tells me Notre Dame can't be trusted, really, Justin. And with that defense giving up chunk plays all season, they've They might make the Badgers offense look like a high-octane offense, honestly. You know, the Badgers also had a week off. Notre Dame has a big one next week against Cincinnati. So, situationally, this is the Badgers game to lose, I think. You know, looking back at that Badgers opening loss to Penn State, I don't think that was as bad as people thought at the time. You know, we saw what Penn State did to Auburn in spite of the super sharp money on Auburn. Uh, It was Penn State's defense that beat Wisconsin, um, not not Penn State's offense. And when I look at Notre Dame, I don't see a defense. you know, win here puts the Badgers season back on track. And I know Cone comes back to Madison and surely he's got maybe some extra motivation to win. But, you know, but he's one guy. The entire Badger team has motivation uh, to see that he doesn't win. So, you know, I kind of like those odds. You know, the caveat is an expected lower scoring game. So six points in separation, I don't think is going to be super easy. You know, but I can see a 27 17 type game that Wisconsin wins. So I can't get to Notre Dame. I might. Look at the over because, again, I I just don't think Notre Dame can stop Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, I never really like to predict blowouts, but I'm on Wisconsin here as well. Um, The Badgers rushing attack through the first two games have been absolutely stellar, 266 yards per game. And then even more impressive, their defense is only allowing 33 rushing yards per game and only 11 points per game. I think Notre Dame, they're going to want to throw throughout the season so far. You mentioned uh, Cohn; he's coming back. He has 828 yards passing, along with eight touchdowns and two interceptions. I think we live in an interesting world, though, Uncle Dave. Uh, normally, we only see these revenge factor games, and I don't know how much uh, stock you really put into that narrative uh, in the NFL. But now with the transfer portal, kids leaving it seems like almost every week Um, this is going to be coming uh, more and more frequent. Um, I I may know what you think about NFL revenge factor games, but how do you feel about um, these college kids coming back to maybe where they've played? And uh, you know, those college towns can be pretty nasty, especially the people in the crowd when they're getting after them. I actually think it's a huge advantage to the uh, home team uh, when it comes to this situation.
1: Yeah, I would say so. And I, you know, I hadn't really thought about it until you just started talking about it and, you know, I, I think, you know, like the NFL, it could be situational. You know, I think of of Badger fans and they're probably, um, you know, the people up there right now that are listening, they're probably going to going to take exception, but I just think of them as being nice, you know? I mean, yeah, there's people that drink and throw stuff, but I, I think of Wisconsin fans as not being vengeful. You know, I think if it were, you know, Alabama or Texas – you know, or some badass place that that might be a little bit different. You know, it's almost like you guys in Nebraska, you know, you just kind of, oh, it's Nebraska. You know, we we can't get upset with anybody, you know, they respect the game too much. And, you know, I I think outside of those places, it might be a bigger factor. So, yeah, I think it's a factor for sure. Um, How much? I, I wish I could quantify that. We'll find out.
0: Yeah, I think that Wisconsin just want to keep this as an old-school smash-mouth game. I think they're going to want to run the ball, and I think they're going to. Very effective. You talked about the lack of defense for Notre Dame. Um, Like I said at the beginning, I don't want to predict blowouts, but I could see this one getting out of hand. I think Notre Dame is a facade, like you talked about. Terrible Florida State team um, that they did win against, and I know the situation was not too great uh, going into a hostile environment, but Florida State's a bad football team. Probably be looking for a coach um, within the next year or two, um, if not not during this season, but um, yeah, I'm all over the Badgers here. Uh, I think they're going to expose Notre Dame and um, they're going to do it on the ground and they're going to keep the ball away from Notre Dame. And if they create enough turnovers, I could see a multiple double digit score um, uh, beating going on here. So um, that's definitely where I'm at. Now we're going to go ahead and move on. Game number two, we have the number 25 ranked Kansas state Wildcats coming in at three and they are traveling to unranked Oklahoma state. They're in Stillwater. Opening line, Oklahoma State minus nine, over under 45 and a half. Current line, Oklahoma State minus five and a half, over under at 46. Dave, I'm going to let you run with this, but I got a strong take. Strong, strong take.
1: I'm going to put my record in my streak on the line. I don't want to get in your way, man. I, mean, I don't want to get knocked over like an island Walmart pal, so I should probably defer to you, but um, you are the host and full disclosure here. I bet Kansas state earlier this week at a better number, um, you know, buyer beware though. It, it's not my favorite bet of the week. And that's simply because we got Oklahoma state an unranked team sizable favorites over a ranked team. I mean, that's, that's kind of a yellow flag. Um, so let me just throw that out there, but I do know that K state doesn't have Skylar Thompson. And the first game after Thompson got hurt, you know, Will Howard looked terrible. But he looked much better at Nevada. Uh, but the thing is that Kleiman doesn't usually ask his quarterback to do a lot. I mean, they, they only average running 54 plays a game, and 72% of them are running plays. So, you know, Howard doesn't have to be good. He just has to not suck. With that said, um, Oklahoma State hasn't been the air raid Cowboys that we've come to know, and they haven't had to. They ran for 246 yards at Boise, but I think they're getting too much love for that one win. First off, I don't think Boise is all that. Uh, remember how bad they collapsed at UCF, and honestly, they were statistically dominated in that game. So, you know, I'm not ready to hop on the cowboy horse after one very public win. Um, This is a team that scored 23 against Missouri State, 28 against Tulsa. Uh, We're scoreless in the second half of the Boise game. So, you know, the point here is that I don't see them being able to get and maintain separation, especially with a total of 46-ish or so last I looked. I, I think this is another cowboy game where neither team gets to more than 24, uh, it, ends a it ends a one-star game. I love the points here, uh, and I also really like the under as well, Justin.
0: So I have to pause, okay? So for the first time ever, and only four weeks of doing this show, we have a nephew-uncle crossfire here. And I'm ready to take on the challenge. I understand that this is gonna end badly for me, Uncle Dave. I know this is gonna end badly. If I am in Walmart, there will be aisles going down. It will be out of frustration, not joy. Kansas State has looked pretty good through their first three games, beating Stanford in the opening week, which was a neutral side game. My uncle actually told me that would happen, and it did actually happen with ease. Their defense has been outstanding to me, only giving up 54 rushing yards per game. But at the end of the day, this comes down to quarterback play. Will Howard, who's filling in for it, like you said, Skylar Thompson. And this is the first true road game for the Wildcats, okay? He did get the start against last week against Nevada. But, Uncle Dave, let me point this out to you. He was 7-10 for 123 yards yards and one touchdown seems like okay I would say pretty average of me took care of the ball not a lot of incompletions no interceptions but of those 123 yards 68 of them came on one play for that touchdown take away that one play which is a variance of luck and skill then he's only six for nine for 59 yards going on the road to Stillwater six o'clock game I've lived in Oklahoma I know that those fans in Stillwater are ready to go the team who wins this game is going to be in the driver's seat going into the big 12 down the stretch to possibly face Oklahoma. I want no part of this quarterback. I know that he started eight games last year. Um, I looked at his road stats. They were average at best. He has more interceptions than he has touchdowns. The deciding factor for me for why I make this my best bet is that the public, according to pregame.com, 79% of the tickets is on Kansas State. Like you mentioned, a ranked team against an unranked team. Double-digit, or not a double-digit favorite, but almost a touchdown favorite with 79% of the public backing them uncle dave you know just as well as i do those casinos are not built with their money they're built with mine and your money i can't get behind the public in this I kind of like K-State, like you said earlier. Now, nine would be a different story, but under a touchdown, give me the Oklahoma State Cowboys. I don't know where the separation is going to come from, but I'm going to trust my logic. I'm going to trust my mind over my heart, and I'm going to go best bet OSU Cowboys, minus 5.5, crossfire with my uncle. What do you think about that handicap?
1: I'm looking for my green button. Um... (laughs) Um, you know, I guess, you know, now that you've just trashed my quarterback as well, you know, I guess the only question I have is, you know, did did uh Will Howard win or did he lose? He won. Well there, you know, enough said. I mean you don't But you Oklahoma know, State won Uncle Dave. Oklahoma State, wait, regardless of the
0: team they played in Boise, they won, right?
1: Yeah, they won. It's Boise State. I told you they're overrated. You know, I last I checked, Chris Peterson wasn't there anymore. So I think when he left and I think I I think I bet against him last week because, you know, you look at what they've done um, since he left and their record against respectable teams. I'll give Oklahoma State that um, is not really that great since Peterson left. So I think they're they're living on the blue field and the reputation. Um, much like Mike Gundy and the Oklahoma State Cowboys will be come Sunday or Saturday rather.
0: Well, another big deciding factor for me was the Oklahoma State defense has been the bright spot. They're only allowing 2.6 yards per rush. We know with a less than stellar quarterback, Kansas State's going to want to run the ball. But let's break it down to um, what you kind of taught me from when we first met. It's elementary, but I want to know what you think. Who has a better coach, who has a better quarterback, and who has a better defense? I think the defenses are awash. I think Oklahoma State has a better quarterback, and I think they have the better coach. They're in the better situation.
1: Um, I'm not so sure I would agree with you on the coach thing. I mean, there was a time I loved Mike Gundy, but I got to think his act is starting to wear a little thin. So I won't concede that one. All right. And you're going to give me more than a touchdown because remember I bet I actually bet this I think at seven and a half. I like
0: your number there. My number here on when we're talking about it, just reference for the listeners, is at six and a half. Um, let me ask you this: Do you think that that line is going to move uh, up or down going into Saturday?
1: I think it'll probably go back towards Oklahoma State a little bit for a lot of the reasons you mentioned. You know, and that goes to my my constant rant about people um, betting on the day of the game. And taking the worst of the number. But I think I think that, you know, you make some valid points. And I guess I would love for you to go 4-0 on your best bets more than I would like to be right, um, because I love the Walmart text, to be honest. But I think that um people people see that, you know, ranked team on ranked team, points, no points. And I think maybe there's some people laying in the weeds to see just how far down that number gets pushed by the public before they go ahead and pound on Oklahoma State. You know, do I think it'll go back to and stay at seven? No, but I do think you'll see it come back a little bit.
0: Yep. No doubt. And uh, you know, if there's a better line to be had, I'm going to take it, but I can only work with the number on when we're recording. Um, so that's good stuff there. And if my streak is going to be ended, although it be short, I'd love it to be towards my uncle's uh, bank account. So uh, hopefully you laid some cash, like you said, you did, and we'll be good to go next game. Unranked Texas tech, the red Raiders, three, and know, they're going to travel short distance uh, to uh, Austin, Texas. They're going to take on the longhorns who's two and one opening line of this game uncle dave texas minus 10 over under 61 and a half current line texas minus seven and a half over under 61 texas made a quarterback change casey thompson now we can't look too much into what he did against rice but he did look very good again the um, back half of that arkansas game i think this was a change that had to be had uh for Sarkeesian to really set forth um his uh progression in taking over this uh team don't you think
1: yeah, I mean, they had to do something. I mean, there was nothing left to do. And, you know, when I look at this game, you know, I still I still have to wonder if Texas with Sarkeesian is really back or not. I mean, a, a game and a half is not enough. I mean, or, you know, do we get the team that only had 256 yards of offense at Arkansas uh, and let Arkansas average 7.1 yards per play? I mean, that's that's my – my sort of, you know, which one of those teams you're going to get? I mean, their two wins were over Louisiana and Rice, so you know, I think the line here is asking the same thing. We got a fairly high total. Uh, most of the early bettors were or are on Texas Tech. We could have had the Red Raiders plus double digits at one point. So for me, I have to ask whether there's still value at I don't know eight, eight and a half, whatever it is. They are three and zero. Oh. Uh, they did convincingly win a road game at Houston. Uh, I think one thing in Tech's favor is that 11 a.m. local start, you know, that's going to negate some of the crowd as opposed to having it be a night game. So I think uh, with all this said, I think Tech at least comes in here with plenty of confidence. So for me at this point, Justin, I, I think the best play barring taking the worst of it with Tech, which isn't off the table is actually the over, you know, as you mentioned, Texas put up points, um, you know, tech's defense, isn't that great. Um, You know, This is Texas's offense, I think, fourth game under Sikisian. So, you know, they're going to get better. um, And he won't come into this game passive. uh, And he should really be just be going for the kill shots early, in my opinion. And if he didn't know that, he's obviously learned that in Tuscaloosa under Saban last year. You know, don't leave things to chance. And, you know, they did that with Rice last week. And I don't see how that changes Saturday. With that in mind, I do like Texas um, in the first half or even the first quarter. But I came down to Texas in the first half as the best bet if I'm going to take a side. You know, Tech found their offensive groove in the second half of their Stephen F. Austin game, and they they did the same thing in the second half of the Houston game. So, you know, uh, that's why I can't hook the horns here for the game. Um, it's just a history thing. Um, I thought about the first half over, but, you know, I digressed to Texas in the first half and their second half performances. So I, I kind of like, uh, I kind of like, um, the over for the game and maybe Texas in the first half.
0: Uncle Dave, can you ask RJ where he gets those greens buttons? Because we, you know, we've been in agreeance for most of these weeks coming into it. And now I'm going against you again here. I actually flirted with this game for my best bet against, uh, against my Oklahoma state pick. And it was going to be the under whenever I'm analyzing a game like this, you know, obviously there's tons of statistics to look at, but who's, who's favored in this game? And it's the Longhorns. Well, then I think about from a coaching perspective, what's my path to victory? I don't think Sarkeesian's really in a situation where he could try to win by margin and with style points and do this, that and the other. Um, He's barely getting his quarterback that, you know, that he finally had to come to after he chose wrong. I know he went with the flashy Hudson card, but that didn't work out. So what's their path to victory? Well, it's leaning on Bijan Robinson. Now, Casey Thompson has looked great, but is he amazing throwing the ball? Not yet. Not really. Well, do you think they want to get in a shootout with Texas Tech? I don't think so. I think they lose that battle. So how do they win a football game at home, which is expected as this big of a favorite to an in-state rival? You run the football. You do read options. You, you protect it. You don't let Casey Thompson throw interceptions. You don't turn over the ball on your own end of the field. You lean on your best player, and it's B. John Robinson. If they do get the lead, which the spread tells me that they might at some point or they should at some point early, kind of like you said, you were leaning towards Texas um, in that first half. You have to lean on that run game. you got to keep it away from the high-powered offense. I don't really think Texas Tech has played anybody all that good. You mentioned Houston, and that's fine. But FIU and Stephen F. Austin um, behind that, it is a road game, although be a short road trip. But I think Texas is going to hang on to the ball. I think they're going to get the lead. I don't think they're going to do anything too flashy because at the end of the day – To stay the head coach at the University of Texas, regardless who you are, you have to win football games. And they don't really care about margin in Texas, at least not yet in the Sarkeesian area. So I'm all over this under. The public loves the over. I'm on the under, under 61. So this would be another crossfire. I think uh, if one of us goes 2-0, Uncle Dave, we're going to have to buy a flight for each other. And uh, I've heard great things about Shula's over there in Florida. So um, I don't know what a tab would run there, but surely uh, you could cover it.
1: Uh, Yeah, I could, but I won't. I mean, I think this is going to be interesting. And I wasn't necessarily looking forward to a lot of these games Saturday, but I am now. I mean, it's, you know, if there was ever a time for Justin to be humbled, it could be this week. Absolutely. And I'm ready for that. You you know, you make valid points. I mean, that's why there's a point spread. That's why there's two of us. And actually, I think for the listeners, I think it's actually good when we don't agree because, you know, it gets both sides of the equation out there because, you know, people that listen want the information. Um, people that want the picture buy them. So I'm, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm actually glad that we don't agree.
0: Yeah. And we never share notes for anybody listening. Me and Dave, we pick the games um, early in the week and we say, Hey, we're going to meet, we're going to do it on this. I come up with my own stuff. He comes up with his, obviously I'm very respectful of my uncle, Dave. Um, He's been doing this a lot longer than I have, Um, but we have similar takes on how we look at things. But ultimately, you know, I, whenever I'm looking at a favorite, I always look at path to victory. I could be completely wrong. Um, I'm going to keep my crossfires with you, but if I'm an outside better, um, looking at my streak, 3-0, and I'm hammering everything that Dave's saying because uh, Dave's right. This is the week to be humble. But one question I did want to ask you when it comes to college football and evaluating, when you have these short road trips and being in-state rivals, you know, I mean, that's not a huge rivalry, but Texas Tech and, and, and uh, you know, the Texas Longhorns, they might have fans all over the place, so it feels like it's not a true home field advantage to me. At least, do you look at it that way when it's in-state stuff like this, or, um, or do you still think it's a true home field advantage for the Longhorns?
1: Well, I think that's a team by team thing. I mean, I don't, I don't, um, you know, I, I can only relate it to the SEC games down here, and you know, unless you're going to Vanderbilt where you can get a million and one tickets, um, I don't see it. Places like Florida and Georgia, I mean they might give like 2000 seats to the other school. So no, I think it's, I think it's a huge home field advantage here. You know, again, it may get back to people in Nebraska and certain parts of Texas where it's just kind of like, whatever, you know, they don't get mad. They just kind of go through. Um, But no, I think in the sec, I would tend to tend to say that that's not the case, but you know, in some cases I would say that is the case. And again, it's probably team dependent. Like I said, You know, a place like Vanderbilt or a place like Kentucky where they don't have storied programs. Um, You know, I would suspect there'd probably be more Georgia fans in Vanderbilt this week than Vanderbilt fans. Yeah, I I
0: would agree with you there. Um, But, uh, well, you got me shaking in my boots. I don't like that. Two crossfires with uh, the legend is not very good. Uncle Dave, last game here. I'm not too excited about this one. So after I read off the teams and the lines, I'll give you my brief recap, but I'm really gonna lean on you um, for some advice here. We have number 24 ranked UCLA Bruins, two and one. They're gonna be playing against Stanford, who's also two and one. Opening line, UCLA minus three over under 61. Current line is UCLA minus four and a half over under 58 and a half. This is really a UCLA, UCLA team that I I just can't get a good read on they beat an overrated LSU team um, and then they lost to a team that I've been raving on since week two, uh, Fresno State Bulldogs, Uh, I might be a little bit of a homer there that's where I grew up or around that area, but they played well against Oregon I didn't think that was a look ahead for Oregon as they showed it wasn't against Ohio State. I'm telling you, we'll do a game sometime in the future, but Fresno state's a good football team. Uh, but I just thought that chip Kelly, this point um, with this program, he would produce uh, much, much better. Um, on the other side, Stanford is who they are. Um, I love their coach. I know they're always going to be prepared, but um, I lean towards Stanford for that reason, but I don't get a good read on either of these teams. Stanford took uh, advantage of a USC team going through turmoil. So I don't read much into that, but I- I'm kind of off this unless you can convince me to, uh, to go one way or the other.
1: Well, I'm not sure I can, given the current number. I, I looked at this game, and I, you know, I have to wonder if UCLA's early success and Stanford's early failure isn't still a, a driving force in this line, and, and, and maybe that's why the early bettors drove that number up. It's come back down. Um, obviously, Stanford has a few extra miles on them coming back from Vanderbilt, but they really didn't have to work that hard. So when I look at that box score, I was kind of struck by the fact that Vanderbilt ran the ball for 247 yards, which surprised me even further by the fact that they were playing from behind all game. But my biggest unknown here is, you know, how UCLA reacts to the Fresno loss. Obviously that can go one of two ways. Um, We know they played mostly higher scoring games and I was somewhat surprised this total wasn't a little higher than it is now. You know, and I, maybe it could be, uh, what we know slash think from experience that Stanford games are usually, you know, sluggish offense, great defense. But you know, I just can't get past all those Commodore rushing yards last year. They last week rather that they allowed. You know, when they when they beat the Trojans, they averaged seven point one yards per play, and a lot over four hundred yards of offense. And that game still hit seventy in spite of several things that, you know, stuck out. Stanford only ran fifty three plays to seventy five, and did they combine for 33% third down conversion rate? So when I look at that, I think 63 is a reachable total. Uh, I lean Stanford if I could have gotten six, which I don't think I will. Um, I still kind of lean Stanford. I, I think it's a matter of trust. I, I sort of trust Shaw more than Kelly. Um, but I think I like the over probably more than than Stanford. Although, you know, that could change. It's Wednesday, but that's where I'm at here right now.
0: Yeah, and again, an in-state, not so much of a rivalry uh, going on here. I'm just less than impressed with UCLA. I was a big believer when Chip Kelly went there. I thought, man, he's going to be able to get all those LA kids that he recruited to Oregon there at UCLA. And he kind of has, but it just hasn't really come to fruition. But uh, that is going to do it. A little bit of a recap for the first time ever. We have a crossfire, the nephew and the uncle, my best bet. Oklahoma State minus five and a half. My uncle's on the other side. Not good news for me. I'm sure if RJ was here, he would be slamming that green button, making me lose double because I know he's going to side with my uncle Dave. Another crossfire, not a best bet, but close. Uncle Dave's on the over in Texas Tech in Texas. I am on the under. So there can only be one winner. It could be a tie. And if it is, hopefully my best bet wins. You could have the Texas Tech under. But at the end of the day, I'm going to stay calm. I'm gonna stay out of Walmart I don't want any lawsuits i'm gonna be on my couch and uh I, you'll you'll find out on Twitter real quick, right Uncle Dave I mean as soon as the the horn sounds we'll I'll be all over it
1: I'll probably take a so- social media i hate this Saturday. No doubt, guys. I just want to
0: remind all of you, please don't forget to go over to the bettingpredators.com. They have picks, uh, fantasy advice, season-long, daily, tons of great content, free and premium. There are tons of people working very, very hard to get you the best numbers, the best advantages, and you can find all that. They come from uh, great sources. Um, There's just Tons of people over there that you guys really need to listen to. So make sure you check out bettingpredators.com. as always for free. um, You're going to be able to find me and uncle Dave here every Thursday or Friday, depending on when we get it out. This is free content. Hopefully you guys are enjoying it. Um, And then we don't know what it's going to be yet, but maybe check Twitter. I could be talking my uncle into a little uh, giveaway. Is that right? Uncle Dave? Possibly.
1: Uh, you mentioned it. I don't know that I have anything to give away of value, but we'll talk about it. There's tons of value. So, guys, make sure you check us on Twitter. Once
0: again, I'm at Coach jrod one The legend himself um, is going to be Dave underscore Esler on Twitter. Dave, good luck, and uh, uh,
1: one of us will be uh, very happy going into next week. I'll be happy either way. You know, you, f- you failed to mention the baseball winners I gave you this week. That's true.
0: I don't have time to look at everything. Uncle Dave does. He's retired. He's out in Florida. He's sailing on yachts. Retired. He's going from country to country.
1: Retired? Shit. I'm looking at my phone or a computer screen from from seven a.m. till probably eleven p.m. So, Uncle
0: Dave, what do you what do you, what do you call living on beachfront property, playing golf every week, hitting sailboats? How is that
1: not retired? Um, I guess it's all in your perspective. I don't have a four-year-old and and a job. If that's what you're getting at.
0: There you go. So uh, it is all for about perspective, just like these picks that we've made. But the perspective, perspective will be smashed to pieces once the truth is revealed on Saturday. So everybody, thanks for listening and have a good week and good luck. We'll see you next time.